Another episode, Don't Leave it to the Judges Podcast. I'm here with Patty Broken Skull. Patty! Hey, yeah, what's up, everybody? I was severely confused as to what card we were going to be looking at this week. I was under the impression that Bilal Muhammad was fighting for a championship, and right there I would have had a drop of a laughing thing, but uh, don't have the soundboard right now. But you know it's a joke because that'll never happen. There's not going to be a Bilal Muhammad versus anyone with a belt, unless it's his father. Now, yeah, dude, I'm nasty. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of motherfuckers post about Bilal, and they're saying things like, because uh, he's been doing this thing about to Gilbert Burns. I don't know if you've seen this here where he's like, if only there was more oxygen in the stadium, uh, the referee wouldn't have stopped the fight. And then he quotes to Gilbert Burns, and then Gilbert does the same, same thing back to him, but now more people are like, hey, I think everyone forgot his name. You know, shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's ruthless, man. People are finally starting. We, I've already said this, Sam. We've already been talking about this. I started yeah. the Bilal shit. Like you, fucking hacky bitch, bro. You're 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 too old and too lame to think that you deserve to be running your mouth for a title shot. What are you gonna be in shape in case Colby pulls out of fighting Leon? Boo. And the thing is, I don't think looking back, I can't ever remember us talking like shit about like how uh, about his fighting, other than you know he's boring. And gets decisions. I don't. I mean, have we ever said, "Hey, his fighting isn't good enough for a title shot"? No, we just says fucking boring. You gotta invest in in the in the product. That in turn makes it hard to sell a pay per view fight. Okay, regardless of what the beef is between you and Usman or you and Leon, that internet shit ain't gonna get you nowhere. He's got dude. a long winning streak. You just don't realize it. He's trying hard. He's definitely trying hard. He said, I'm going to go from winning all these fights in a row by decision, surviving, getting an, uh, scoring more points than my opponent, and then I'm going to talk shit online like a girl. Yeah, too bad you don't have the laugh track. All right, I let's get in these fights that took place in Austin at the sure. Moody Center where Texas plays basketball, and they got to let you know every 10 seconds that they're in Texas. Uh, yeah, even... They didn't oh. care before when they were in Houston. They didn't have to tell you. It didn't seem like they had to tell you every three seconds. I didn't notice the, the girls in cowboy boots and a hat and all that before. But this time. Embarrassed themselves. 100%. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I just thought it was very strange when DC was like, yeah, they put on these outfits for me and asked me how I thought they looked at them. And I thought they were looked great. And I'm like, why in the fuck are they asking DC what he thinks about yeah. any fucking thing? There was a moment. <laughs> When I think it was Brandon Fitzgerald, right? Was he the guy? Him, Bisbing, and Cormier were the commentators, correct? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Those guys dwarfed DC. <laughs> I mean, they didn't make him look like a heavyweight at all. Like standing next to Michael Bisbing, he looked like a fucking chubby 55er. That's it. What is the guy? 5'5? Five, five? I mean, what the fuck? That was weird because Bisbing at max fought at 205. And he is towering over this little man in his tiny, tiny suit. But yeah, this is the problem, Sam. I didn't pay much attention to a lot of these fights. A lot of them went quickly. A lot of them ended emphatically. And I don't know. Then I just got to... I, I watched them, but uh, it's going to take a minute for them to click back in my head once we start talking. So yeah. bear with us. Yeah, the, that's one great thing about this card. It was full of finishes. Absolutely. Uh, Nasty. Now this first fight, Veronica Hardy... Hardy versus Jamie Lynn Herf. We already know that's not going to be a finish. Split decision. Uh, Hardy takes it. Uh, the fight, you know, it. it's just terrible when you're watching this fight because you know there's a 0% chance there's going to be a finish in a fight. You know when this fight starts and they start punching and they're barely putting anything on the punches, you're like, damn. I'm in for, for with the commercials and all that, that's going to be close to half an hour that I got to sit here and watch this shit. But, uh, yeah, they, you know, Herf, this is the weird thing to me, Herf is big, and she looks like, if you looked at her, you would think, she's got a lot of power. I mean, she looks she looks powerful, but she just doesn't. So, she looks like she should have power, she doesn't. Hardy gets the, the finish by split decision. She hardly beats anybody. So, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. What do you mean? She looks like she's got power, like Liz Carmouche and Tisha Torres, but also doesn't. <laughs> You know what I mean? Stop as fuck. Punch like normal. 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't have much to say about this other than it was nice seeing uh, Dan Hardy in the corner. The only thing is, is, hey, corner more than just your wife. <laughs> I mean, the guy got a fucking title shot against one of the greatest fighters of all time. You wouldn't want to work with Dan Hardy? I mean, how is that? What's his name from fucking The Ultimate Fighter? Brad Katona. How come he hasn't worked with Dan Hardy yet? He can learn how to also speak with a fucking English accent. <laughs> Fuck yourself up more. All right, go ahead. Uh, Wellington Terman, Jared Gordon. This Jared. is one of the fights. Uh, Wait, hold on. Gooden, Good. Gooden. God damn it. I did it. I'll do it every time. Gordon, Gooden. So many of them. Hey, speaking of Jared Gordon, he's one of the few guys that is saying shit about Bilal's. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> but th- this was, I was going to say, one of, one, one of several fights that was dominated by one fighter, and then all of a sudden the other fighter turns the tables. But, yeah, uh, Terman dominated the first round. Boxing, kicking, a slam in there. Round two, different story. He got caught with the big right hook and ends up getting choked out. Yeah, I don't know what to do with good now. That's my issue. You know, he's on the other end of the bracket there. Have him fight Gordon. Then he really fucked me up. <laughs> Gordon versus Gordon. It's good. But all right. Um, it was a fun fight for a moment. And then you just saw Jared being a little bit more hungry. Uh, doing what he needed to do to keep uh, this next fight uh, Rodolov Balada uh, versus Putiera alright so yeah uh, Putiera round two uh, he just teed off uh, on Balada this fight this was another back and forth I thought this guy had this thing he ended up on the top position and then Balada like gets up uh, and both guys, they were worn out. Like, um, they were like round three, they were, they were fucking, uh, or round two. I'm sorry. They were both worn out, uh, at the end of round one, actually. Uh, Bellotta ends up, uh, on top and, and ends the fight. I just said that very confusing. So, <laughs> well, what, the way I saw it was they both had a fighting, a fighter's chance in the beginning. I think, like I said, even last week, there's just this thing with Ihor that he's going to find himself making mistakes. He's got to really tighten things up. And if he's going to commit to one thing, he's got to commit away. It can't be half-assed. The finish is right in front of you. Or an ability to take the fight is in front of you. And then you you slip up and make a mistake. Now it's all in this guy's hands. Whatever he wants. Whatever he wants. My issue, though, when I watched this was, what a tiny head on Rodolfo. You know what I mean? Just the smallest head. No, of course, that's just a joke. But these are two guys that seem like they got put into the UFC a little bit earlier than they might uh, necessarily should have. I mean, 19 and 5 for Ihor. That's a lot of fights. 12 and 2 for Rodolfo. Not as much. But again, it's Sam likes to talk about it every time. It's the competition. Who are you facing? What were those guys like? I mean, if you're one, these guys both seem to have a well rounded skill set. But at the same time, if your competition wasn't up to par, you facing each other it's going to be sloppier it's going to be uh beautiful and a lot of times it's sloppy this next fight man uh tell you i tried to tell you <laughs> joe selecki a drake are close so close gets taken down immediately put in an arm bar then he picks up Seleski like a like a wwe uh kind of and power bombed him because just slammed him back down on his head the dude's head bounced right off the canvas and I want to say this. If we were watching any sport, like I saw a hit in football uh, where uh, a guy for Virginia, uh, i always watching that, guy, he got hit so hard, he lost the ball, it was picked up, ran in for a touchdown, and they refused to, to show the hit where the guy fumbled the ball because it was so violent. And I feel like this is the only sport where a guy's head bounces off the mat, and not only did we get to see a replay – we oh, saw yeah. like 12 replays. Every angle, we got to see DC and the, the announcer's reaction to it. We got to see, and I'm like thinking to myself, man, you know, man, man this shit is some barbaric shit I'm watching. You know what I'm saying? Really is. We have a problem. <laughs> we have a serious issue, dude. So, um, my favorite part, though, is when they explained that Dracar picked him up in such a manner that when he, he picked him up, he turned him. So when he did slam him, he knew he was going to crack that motherfucker's head. Bro. That's veteran behavior if I've ever seen it. Selecki was dumb as hell for even trying to grab the armbar on such a guy so quickly. You know what I mean? Give, give yourself some time. Work it in. Make it worth it. An armbar, 
and a guillotine these days in MMA is such a basic move. That's the first thing for the most part people learn in jujitsu, and it's easy to escape if you really want to, you know, especially early in the fight. Motherfucking can get out. If you're a veteran, you've been fighting for this long. Jakar, speaking of competition, he's fought some of the best. And he's coming in here fighting this guy who does what? Submissions? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to slam him on his goddamn head. When's the last? I mean, let's look at the time span, too. When was the last time somebody got dropped with a head slam? It wasn't long ago, but before that, it was, oh, Rose Nama Yunez, Jessica Andrade. Okay? That was a head slam. Then there was somebody else relatively unknown, and then Rampage Jackson and that dude in Pride. That's how rare this is. Yeah. And tonight, in, in this <clears throat> fight card specifically, bro, we got two of them. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, the funny. next fight was a fucking repeat. Crazy thing, I called my son in to watch the first one. That's how barbaric it was. Like, hey, gotta come in and see this. And then <laughs> the fucking next fight comes on before he can leave, and Zachary Reese puts Cody Brundage in an arm bar and gets slammed the same exact way. <laughs> Well, the best part was is I think Cody watched that fight before he probably out. did. I bet he did. And he's like, if this idiot does try to do that, because he even kind of turned him too. When Cody picked him up, he kind of turned him so his face smashed. And Zach, when he was on him, you saw him try to like look back and put his arm back. <laughs> no, sir. Hey, that's why they wear helmets in football, dog. You know what I mean? Or it's night night for everybody. You hit your head off that ground, bro. It ain't good. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I mean, we could see some brain damage or something. Hey, can we, we did, I won't say we, I shit on Cody quite a bit in the last one, simply because I did too. of quitting mentality, but hey, you got to give credit where credit's due now. We got to kind of eat our words a little bit. Homie came in there to crush. And if that, if, hey, that's Jeremy Stevens style to me. You know what I mean? Like I think of Jeremy Stevens and Diego Sanchez as the epitome of the two guys that are barbaric. They, what skills did they have? Did either one of them have any skill? <laughs> went in there and fucking took a beating and tried to give one and it was phenomenal just straight brawling and that's the type of wins like remember jeremy stevens won by flying knee a couple different times mm. like you're like what the fu-? i mean you're, you're used to him getting pummeled and this is very much that next that that younger version of uh, a darren elkins a diego sanchez this guy cody brundage he could be a star without ever winning or fighting for a belt in his life if he does it right you can't be like Colby Covington. You can't be cocky about it. Smash a dude because you did. You have to. It's your job. You know what I mean? I like I like the WWE presence, have a personality, but Cody can get this. It's too much. I don't know if I like it. Like Sam says about the one guy, he's got an asshole face. He seems like he's a dick. Cody's got like this, I'm better than you face. You know? I know one thing. Anybody put somebody in an arm bar now, they're, that's going in the back of their mind. So, yeah, for sure. That's terrifying. Someone start, attempts to pick him up, they're probably dropping that arm bar. So. You got to. We might not see a good arm bar for a while. Uh, Misha Tate, Julia uh, Avilia. Uh, Tate's grappling was just too much. I mean, as soon as the fight started, she was just all over, like white mm-hmm. on rice, just uh, had her all up against the cage, anywhere she wanted out? to put her, really. Did you figure out who the guy was? Who's the boyfriend uh, no. now? Is he even a UFC fighter anymore? I recognize his face. Oh, she's with? I can find out. As soon as you say the name, we're both going to know who it is and even remember fights. I can't think of the name, though. Yeah. Is it Diego something? Not, yeah, it's Johnny again, Nunez. Johnny Nunez. Okay, so again, another very low-level fighter. Like, what is she doing? Go I don't hook know. Forrest Griffin or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> Somebody who's worth a fucking damn in the company. She's dating guys that are like, I've got to go fight in Bellator next week, sweetheart. You're like, well, if I show my face, I'm gonna be, they're going to put me on camera. <laughs> but I was going to... The, the wild thing about that is when she wrapped her, her arms uh, around Julia, she tapped so fucking frantic. She was like... I, it was so crazy the way she was tapping. Like, her arm was barely around their neck and she was just fucking tapping. Like... Shitless. It was insane. It was their first submission win since 2016. So good going, like Misha Tate. This girl was nothing. Misha was going to crush her regardless. She's 37. She brought her entire family. You know, her grandma, her cousins, her fucking stepbrother. You know what I mean? Everybody was there. She had to win. I mean, she's still hot as shit, though. I can't get over that. She is just strangely hot. But here's the thing. She's dating these terrible fighters. <laughs> you can go up a tier. 
but she's got I, kids with this guy so even if she never like uh, even if she was like never dating a fighter there's somebody better than these these guys are five five like <laughs> they're always little tiny i'm, I'm dating a bantamweight but no like a serious bantamweight like he's an actual fighter he is five three mighty mouse johnson you know what i mean he's got a great family though of course i'm talking shit meester's just too hot for that fucking guy uh, good on him, though. Uh, here's my issue with the future. Misha talked like she just won a goddamn championship after that fight. <laughs> oh, they, they gave her that mic like she owns the place. How many times have you seen fighters try to grab the mic to talk for an extra second? And they're like, nah, we're good. You said everything necessary. Misha's sitting there talking about, we got to be friends and I'm just uh, my family and I really wanted to do this. You beat a 35-year-old, you're 37. She has gray hair. Chill out. Okay, this was special. It was Chuck Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, nineteen. This was that's you know, and then here's the talk on Twitter: Misha Tate versus Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Why? Uh, We've seen that enough. They said something about Ronda Rousey getting offered a million dollars or something to fight Misha Tate, and I'm thinking, oh, to fight Misha Tate. So then Misha gets nothing <laughs> because Misha just won on the prelims. Why should? <laughs> How, no one in the history of MMA has made that jump. Because is Ronda going to be a co-main event? That's going to be a co-main event, Sam? Come on. That's like if Gina Carano comes back. And they're like, yeah, put her in the fucking first or second fight. Perfect. You're like, what? I don't... People know her. You know, she's fucking... I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, when Tate came back, they kept kept her pretty low on yeah, the card. So. You know, Ronda, though? That's fucking Ronda. Yeah, yeah that's Ronda. You know? It's so weird that you retired though. Such a I would like to see a female with CT, or is it like natural? <laughs> it's already there. <laughs> They're born with it. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a good end right there, huh? Go. Stoltzfus, Serrano. Yeah. So I was expecting Serrano to do uh, a lot better than what he did, and he made me look like a fool. And the guy never got going. He just did not look like himself at all. Go ahead. Sorry. Now, Schultzwitz dominated round two. A slam, punches, uh, ends up getting the top. The the tap, uh, Serrano, he just didn't look like himself, man. He never looked comfortable in there. Yeah, and also I feel like uh, Stoltzwitz isn't that guy. Like, he's not the guy to take you down, submit you. I don't know. Maybe that's – I haven't seen enough of his performances. Who knows? But uh, Soriano is definitely a guy who's like, I'm going to keep you standing. I got good takedown defense. If we go to the ground, I'm also okay there. But you're also right. It didn't look like his heart was there. Maybe it was a replacement fight, early, short notice. I have no idea. Because if he had a full camp, you'd think he'd be. Some guys just, they lose it, man. It goes away. Uh, Joaquin Silva versus Clay Guido. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in your thoughts on this fight because Silva landed more. Guido, he was always active. He's always the first one punching. He's... Practically like a, chasing a, a guy around a couple of times. He and, reminds me of a pull string toy. It's like it, you don't need batteries. There's no, you know, it doesn't need to be charged. This thing just goes when you pull the string, and that's what fucking Clay Guida does. And it doesn't matter, dude. His whole career has been this, right? Where it's like, oh, I thought Diego Sanchez was going to finish him in the first and second, and then most part of the third round, and then he's, he's still won by decision. But God damn it, if Clay Guida didn't survive, you know what I mean? No one's looking at Diego Sanchez's career right now and being like, well, fuck, keep him around. Why not? He, he didn't, there was nothing where it was like, he looked, he, he definitely uh, was in the fight the whole time. He never looked like he was outside the fight like Soriano. And this guy's 40 something years old. Clay, yeah. Clay just likes it. He, I think he just likes it. And it's fun when you see guys like that, that just enjoy it. They purely enjoy it. You know, it is really a lifestyle for them. There was never a, a moment where they stopped training. There is a moment. Remember, remember Nick Diaz's last fight? In the UFC against Robbie Lawler, he quit. He legit quits. He takes a body shot and then he's on the ground and just tells he like tells the ref like nah. You remember that? And yet the yeah. Diaz brothers are supposed to be these real ass fighters and shit. Everybody fucking yeah, they're so fucking tough. They're so tough. He quit. The 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 leader of the, the Diaz brothers he quit. So you guys can shut the fuck up now. Nate Diaz ain't coming back. These boys are gonna go get fat and rich, bro. That's it. They could do. That's the thing. They can do anything else. They can start. You want to fucking compete with UFC? The Diaz brothers starts an organization and they start putting on their own fights. That's that. You know what I'm talking about? 
they join right in with game bread and fucking all these other guys trying to do their own organization but because of their popularity they would actually do something yeah. who would be interested in who they think is a matchup you know i mean if somebody like that can get some kind of some sort of tv deal right that would make like some really good tv like one gym versus the other gym have like culminate with a, a fucking card where this gym's best fighters and then fucking you know diaz his gym he he fights uh you know not not even the gym the organization yeah the organization that's what i mean that's what i mean the organization like if strike force was still around strike force give us your five best fucking from one from each weight class we'll give you our five best yeah. one from each class we'll see what's up see us in the street that'd be the re- same thing except for you'd have uh uh Dana White versus Scott Coker. See at the main event. See, they got a box. That's what I'm saying. That's also that's what I was coming going with that. You have Diaz versus Game Bread at the very end. Oh, so, Scott Scott Coker versus Dana. The winner White. gets the keys to the other organization. Power slap. <laughs> <laughs> it's only fair. That's the most fair. Scott Coker is built like a Samoan. You know what I mean? Whereas fucking Dana White's built like Joe Rogan. <laughs> Which isn't bad, but also year fifty-seven. Uh, Why do you have abs now? You know, it, what a it, it's so weird to me. A guy who's like, I got a wife and a family and I take care. I'm gonna get a six-pack now. Well, for who? Just for you. That's just for you. That's why. Whereas if you're Instagram, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> All right, Brady versus Gastelum. Jesus Christ, uh, Gastelum. There's nothing he can do with anyone grapples with him. Uh, we just seen like. Uh, Brady wins by Komora. Finally, uh, ends the torture of all of us watching because he just dominated him for three rounds. Then he called out Ian Gary. Ooh, I like it. Uh, uh, Ian Gary is too scared to fight a guy that with that many tattoos. Well, he'll do what his wife tells him to do. Yeah, but even his wife is old enough to know that a guy with that many tattoos is too tough for Mister Ian. His name is Ian. You know any tough Ians, Sam? <laughs> Is that a common name of a tough guy? Arnold is closer to a tough guy named than Ian. <laughs> we got Arnold Allen and Schwarzenegger. You know what I mean? I make jokes, folks. That's why I'm here. All right, uh, let's move on. <laughs> Figueredo, Rob Font, speaking of domination, it would end up being a decision win. The first round was a little back and forth, and then the longer it went, the more Figueredo just teed off on Rob Font. And he st- pretty much stayed a distance and, and beat the crap out of him. It was piecing him up round three. Yeah, Figueroa is absolutely fearless when he's in there. He stalks his prey the whole time. I mean, even those fights with Brendan Moreno that just kept going back and forth, it was like he just got bored. He got bored. And I think he, he could do something in this division. He could be a worthy opponent. Speaking of this, I want to bring this up to you. Tell, uh, tell me if you know anything about this. So Corey Sandhagen apparently made a comment about the Bobby Green thing. I don't know if it had anything to do with Bobby Green before the fight, after the fight, but at some point, Sandhagen had said something about Bobby Green being able to jump high. And now people are calling Sandhagen racist. <laughs> because he said Bobby Green, who's a black guy, could jump high. I don't know if that that's not racist, dude. I think that's science at this point, right? I think we found that out. Nonetheless, he's making a yeah. joke, okay? Regardless, he's not sitting there being like, Fucking this fucking guy's got an advantage because he can he certainly can jump higher. That's he's not doing it that way. And yet people are so quick to be on the internet and be, be so lazy. You know, there's a chance that Bobby Green and Sandhagen are friends even. No, it's not like Bobby yeah. Green came out to him and was like, You fucking racist. What I, yeah. I jump I can't jump at all. They probably were smoking weed together and were jumping. <laughs> jumping high. It's just such a dumbass thing <laughs> that these fans do, these especially casuals. It's like they're going to try to crush these people because they have to have social media to somehow get build fights and build. Uh, I bet it's a it's a have to now if you're if you're fighting in the UFC where you have to promote the fight yourself on social media. It's probably part of the contract. You have to do it. And when these guys do that, they're opening themselves up for a whole wave of things that, as an athlete, is unnecessary. There's no real. Ne- I mean, WWE guys aren't fucking personalities on social media too. Is that a thing? Plus, like, if the shit you say gets taken out of proportion a lot of times, oh, anyway. Oh, it's people are lame as fuck though. I mean, but that's a drastic thing to call a guy a fucking racist because he said Bobby Green could jump high. Like that's 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 it. Give me more context, bro. There's more to it than that. He probably said a lot of other shit. He's like he's got tattoos on his head, dude. I'd be scared of him. 
Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, is it racist? Because he's got tattoos on his head? Like, that's a, it's just a, I don't know. People are fucking dumb. For the most part, people are stupid. All right, go. So, Jalen Turner versus Bobby Green. Here we have Green coming out to fight with his hands down, by his side, showing no respect, staying at range of Turner, not even trying to get inside. He, He was lazy. He fought lazy. Never even put his hands up. Uh, yeah, he got his ass knocked out, and Bisping was driving me crazy, dude, because the referee, yes, it took him a while to stop this fight. A good long while, Bobby Green got beat up. Now, my man my, Michael Bisping was saying he was pissed at the ref because lives are at stake because of that late stoppage. Did the man not, moments before, love seeing two guys get their heads slammed off the fucking canvas was telling us how impressive it was did we not just fucking see that so michael bisping dude you get just shut the fuck up he's like kill him unless they got a future (laughs) (laughs) okay i personally tweeted about this jalen turner bobby green thing and it was all 100 percent props to bobby green a lot of people were shitting on this referee which I fully understand. That's the easy route. That's the easy route to take. Oh, the fight lasted too long. It's, it was done at 23 seconds. Or it was done at 19 seconds. It stopped at 28 seconds or some shit. It, it officially stopped. <clears throat> Hold on. Let me look this up here. It's on here somewhere. Now, while you're looking it up, in the meantime, I'll just say Armand uh, Sarukin destroyed Benel Duresh. They're not even close, man. He fucking hit him with a knee, a half-hearted knee. To the face, and then he punched him basically when he came down. Uh, his foot wasn't even on the ground yet. He didn't even have the, the base there. Punched <laughs> him in the face, knocked his ass right out. Then he wants to fight with Islam. Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, the Sarukian is a real threat. Him, like uh, Taporia and Gamrot, these three characters, man, they're they're for, they're not memorable enough names yet because they're all kind of hard to say for everyone, but. They all sound like superheroes. You know, fighters created in a lab 100%. Oh, dude, I found this picture of uh, Dominic Reyes training at Dan Henderson's gym. And it, you know who Dominic Reyes is, right? 205er. Uh, he's got, he's with three other guys. Two of them I don't recognize at all. But one of them is your favorite guy. Just take a wild guess and let's just say he loves to smile. <laughs> Sammy Alva? <laughs> So so when they say he's training at Dan Henderson's gym and then you see no Dan Henderson, I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter at all then, does it? Like, you're training with who? (laughs) Fucking what? What's his name? Oh, here's this tweet, too, from John Bones Jones. He says, I face the absolute toughest competition this world has to offer for 15 years now. During the camp for a title defense, I sustained a major injury. He said a bunch of stuff, and then I I quote tweeted him and said, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Go back Uh, to doing your coke. No kidding. All right, here we go. So somebody tweeted, and this was Ariel Hawani, actually, who tweeted this. He said, it was done at 2.23. It got stopped at 2.11. Criminal. He called it criminal. (laughs) That's what made me have to retweet this. So then I said, criminal? Question mark. You know who Bobby Green is, right? You know MMA, right? Criminal is a bit of a stretch. Just shut up. It's okay to be quiet. Because... Again, we know who Bobby Green is. Was that a little bit later than it should have? Maybe. Can we make that argument for a lot of fights? Absolutely. But do we know who the fuck Bobby Green is? Let's remember. <coughs> was he protecting his head? Did he have his hands up? Most of yeah, the time. But he was taking those shots still. You can have your hands up and eat all those shots, dude. And Jalen was he was rocking him. You can see there was a lot of consistent shots where he, he connected. But for a while, Bobby just, the way he must have landed... Or ended up on his stomach. His hands got stuck by his ears. <laughs> so he could have been asleep. Just, just eating shot after shot. But there's moments where you can see he's moving. He starts to try to move. I'm not going to make an argument one way or the other. The only thing I will say is we know how tough Bobby is. And Jalen came into this fight short notice. And didn't want to fight Bobby. That shows how good Jalen is, is. He came in and took this fight on short notice and performed. Now what do you do with him? Okay. It did take me a while to find that tweet, of course. I apologize for that. But at the same time, it's worth it because it's like, what was criminal about this? This is the sport, dude. You know what you signed up for. 
Bobby's going to go home with a paycheck. Chill out. What the fuck is criminal about that? If that's the way that you're looking at this sport now, maybe find something else to watch. Maybe go watch swimming. You fucking queer. I don't know if you noticed this, but why did DC have to keep name dropping Dan Henderson during these fights? It was like four different times he brought his name up. Like somebody got slammed and he's like, uh, da- I slammed Dan Henderson like that. You know, like, why, dude? You're fucking bragging about something that happened in 2014. Well, because that's the last time being slammed was even relevant. You know, people have actual skills. You didn't have required to have to be thrown around. You know, that's that was something you did in the, on the playground. So Dan is very, very much, or uh, DC is very much living in the past where his slams meant something. Because <laughs> at this point, those are smaller guys. Both those guys were not in your weight class, guy. It's not impressive. You know, nobody cares about that anymore. Go watch PFL if you want to, or WWE if you want to see cool slams. <laughs> oh, he loves them some WWE. I know. All right. But these slams are legit. Like the the way that I, unlike uh, when I, because you know exactly how, uh, I can't even remember the fighter's name that Rampage put to sleep when he slammed him. He was kind of a big deal. He had him in a triangle. Now imagine the height of a triangle compared to an arm bar. Hmm. That's why Rampage put Homie to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker was 13 feet in the air. <laughs> I, I can't now, remember the fighter. Was it? I almost want to say Johnny Walker, but I almost I almost want to say it was that uh, that Monkey King guy. Yes, Jordan, Jordan Levin. So yeah. like somebody was yeah. up, up on him, and he just kind of bam, just kind of slammed him straight down. It almost looked like a WWE <laughs> move. Because uh, who's the other one? There was another one where I think even Rampage because. It, when you're in the triangle, your arm is trapped on the stomach. Yeah. I think when he brought him up, he used that arm to s- slam him even harder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want this guy to be in a wheelchair for the rest. It was like, K-k-k-k! you know, what I mean? <laughs> whatever the fuck it was. Because then you see these other guys. I've never seen something like Dracar from the armbar. We've seen slams from the armbar where, where the guy survives. He's almost deeper in the armbar. Yeah, now. deeper in the armbar. Just like when oh. someone's on, on your back in a choke and you fucking jump back on them then you're wouldn't screwed you think, wouldn't you think that it would be just as wouldn't you think it would be worse in the triangle if you're locked if you're cinched in the triangle and you pick homie up yeah. and you slam him down he's not coming off your neck unless you put him to sleep right there's no way because you're 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 hooked in with the legs right so you're fucking trapped but the way Dracar picked this dude up and turned him so that because he stayed on his arm he didn't even think to catch himself he stayed on the arm and he put him on his dude so like he uh like i said i'm just fascinated by the whole thing because any other sport we would have watched that happen they'd have been like uh sorry folks we're not going to go back and show that that was way too gruesome uh you know just pray for the man's safety whatever and this we're, we're going to commercial and this we saw so many angles of this thing. Like every single camera we had to look at. Slow-mo. Not only in slow-mo. Hey, we're going to go back and listen to it in real time. Also. <laughs> so, like, well, here's, the thing. here's the argument that Dana would make to the press. It's like, well, then if, if we do that for a slam, we have to do that for a flying knee finish. We have to do that for a nasty head kick finish. We have to do that for an elbow finish. You know what I mean? Because those things can be very gruesome as well. And... We're not that. We're not Scott Coker. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. You know. The man's this, brain hit the side of the canvas and bounced off of it. Let's take a listen to it and hear how it sounded. And then, on the other hand, oh my God, the referee should have stopped this sooner. He's putting this man's life at stake. <laughs> All that's right. Why, that's why uh, I don't think there'll ever be a uh, a finality to to that argument. You know. Uh, is it too graphic? Uh, when should the fight be stopped? You know, should they wear pads? There's just, uh, yeah, it's tough. But uh, that's why we like it, dude. That's why we're here. All right. Fight's coming up Saturday, December 9th at the Apex again. <laughs> and we can only hope it's as good a card as the last card. Uh, we start off with a women's strawweight fight. Rihanna, DeSantos, Tylita, Allen Carr. Uh, Alan Carr, she's 4-0-1, three submission wins in, in her first three fights. They were all in Titan FC against, like, nobodies. Uh, all rear naked choke wins. Then she had one fight in LFA. That was a decision win. She went on a contender series and had a draw. So now here she is making her UFC debut, even though she didn't get a contract on the show. 
they still brought her back. Hey, remember us? Here we are. <laughs> uh, that, that was Alan Carr I was talking about, by the way. I, hopefully I said. Uh, Rihanna, Amanda DeSantos, she's won seven of her last eight fights. Uh, she uh, made her UFC debut. or I, Actually, this is her UFC debut. She lost to Denise Gomes on, on the Contender Series. Uh, she's got eight knockout, uh, eight submission, two knockout wins. So, you know, we know this is probably more than likely going to a decision. Pretty much all we know. Uh, well, Rihanna's probably going to win this thing, in my opinion. From now on, no matter what, I when it comes to female fights, I'm always going to pick the female fighter with the trashiest first name. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Rayanne. All right. All right. I think... I think there's a strategy, bro. Let, let's we'll see. <laughs> All right, we'll see about that. I think she'll. She's got a lot more experience too. Fourteen and six versus somebody that's four zero oh, and one. True, but who knows, man? When they bring those women in that are four and zero, oh, they're usually future stars. You hear the sarcasm? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Alan Carr. I think she was the one that was like, um, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I was thinking. They had, they had a girl in the Contender Series that used to, like, swim or something. But anyway, that might not be who I'm thinking of. Uh, next fight, fly, flyweight belt. Uh, Tatsuru Tierra, Carlos Hernandez. Uh, Tierra is 14-0. and 0. Uh, Three knockouts, seven submission wins. He's 4-0 and 0 in the UFC. And he's got wins over guys that I think are better than Hernandez. Uh, Carlos Condelaria. CJ Vargas, uh, Hernandez, four submission wins. He won on the Contender Series, is now two and one in the UFC. He doesn't have a finish in the UFC yet. And yeah, here's the thing: Tyor is a, a minus five hundred favorite, so they're expecting him to to beat the Absolutely. dog shit out of Hernandez. Because for me and Sam, this is a guy they're building. This is a kid that they found and they're building him. It's only twenty three young as shit and he's how many fights has he had in the ufc already that's incredible right four that so this is a guy that they're clearly building why does he always fight at the apex because they made him in a lab this is another (laughs) one (laughs) just we're gonna find out in fucking 25 years when this shit is all shut down because it's too barbaric (laughs) he can't go out like he can't he's got some kind of monitor he can't leave the apex (laughs) he's always running on a treadmill um my thing with this though is this is a kid who is he's got he had such a great skill set uh, of the one thing he's very grappling is he's a very good grappler he's got some knockouts they want him to be more versed and fighting a guy like cj varga or vargas whatever he said his name was that's a guy who wants to stand with you he wants to bang with you and to come out on the other end victorious to fight daniel hernandez they're throwing this just another guy who has he's sort of well-rounded he doesn't have any one specific good skill go out there and do your thing try to shine get you a highlight and then we'll keep pushing you up all right. I mean, he, he's got a memorable name, right? Tatsura, what is it? Yeah, you're asking me. <laughs> Tatsura Tayara. Ty, I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. What's his nickname? He's got a crazy nickname, I thought. I can find out. Nope, it's nothing. It's nothing? <laughs> nope, He nothing. has no nickname. <laughs> you got to get a nickname with that name. All right. Uh, next up, we got Luana Santos versus Stephanie Egger. And, of course, I'm going Stephanie. Are you serious? Absolutely. <laughs> Obviously, she's going to lose, but I like the idea of just if I was putting oh, money on. This, okay. Hey, hey, right now, I'm going to tell you right now, Sam. Tell your brother he has to put $3 on Stephanie Egger to win this fight. I have Don't no idea if he even bets at all. Probably not. First time ever, dude, he wins three grand. <laughs> <laughs> she's clear underdog. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Luana Santos, tough as hell, dude. Six and one. Stephanie Egger, she's. Just sort of unimpressive. She's 35. She's 5'5 five, five to the 5'5. Yeah. Five, five. You know, both the same size females. Santos only 23. She's she's long is what I know about Stephanie Egger. Uh, Santos might uh, have a little bit more speed, a little more power. It's just, to me, I wonder where they're going to keep the fight. This is going to be yeah. a boring standing fight, another half-hour fight, like Sam said, where they show a bunch of cancer commercials in between. Well, uh, Santos, you know, she's only got one loss, 6-1. and one. That loss was a split decision to Jenna Bishop. Bishop, she's over in Bellator right now. She's six and zero, so uh, that was a the uh, tough competition. She her last fight was Juliana Miller. She beat the crap out of her. That was a first round TKO, and that was her UFC debut. And Miller 
that was the winner of the Ultimate Fighter. We know she's kind of tough, so if she mm-hmm. can do that to her, she can definitely do it to to, to Edgar. Yeah, uh, but her name's Stephanie. Like that's the most. You know what I mean? It would be. It's almost Kelly. You know, it's that close. I'm just making jokes, of course. Uh, she's gonna get destroyed, but forever, dude. I'm going with the fucking trashy, the trashiest name I can. You know, Luana is. That's a beautiful name already. It sounds like a fucking fish. What color is it? Rainbow. Speaking right. of ugly, let's go to the next <laughs> lightweight belt. This was supposed to happen last week. I ought to just re- replay when we talked about him last week. But nah, fuck it. Here we are. Uh, uh, Steve Garcia, Melzequel Costa. Costa's the one with the, the, the skin pignation and like set in his and room you mention it every time yeah 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 i gotta mention it because that's how he got in the mma man he he oh. saw the the video game saw the fighter that had the same thing as him it's got like okay hey, I, I don't have to cry about my future being I'm too only ugly making a joke. i'm making a joke about you sam because of course the commentators are gonna do it anyways <laughs> you know what i mean like fucking jim miller's lyme disease hey just in case you know his wife also left him huh <laughs> fuck <laughs> Why is that? Man, they were talking about in like the second fight, they're talking something about eyelashes, and I'm like, let me, what the fuck? Okay, and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not even gonna write this shit down. No, I was playing, I was playing UFC four the other day, and I've heard this several times, and I've never made mention of it. But at a certain point, John Anik goes, uh, I mean, he's throwing strikes, but my my kids hit harder than that in the game. In the game, uh-huh. weird, dude. And then there's also a time where DC says. Uh, don't ever come at me without a combo. I need the whole platter. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the new ones are, though, because Joe Rogan won't do it anymore. So I'm wait, joke over here. Sanko on there? All right, go ahead. All right. Steve, well, Steve, anyway, Steve Garcia, I think he's going to smash this, this kid up. That's all I really got. That's what I said last time. He's definitely a grappler, right? This Costa fella. Yes, he is a grappler. Steve's uh, got those mitts on him. We'll see. Yeah, he's, he's getting seven fighting. knockouts, six submissions, but every time I've seen him, he, he's looking to grapple, it seems like. Absolutely. All right, now we got Park versus Shannon. That could be, <laughs> you know what I mean? That could be anything. Uh, Shannon Burgos. Shannon Ross, what am I saying? Fucking uh, Burgos. Young Sung Park. The guy's 8-0. Shannon Ross is 12-8. and eight. I got 13-8. and eight. Go ahead. Uh, well, I... For anybody that gives a shit, I get all this info from Sure Dog. So, yeah, I just type in UFC events. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon Ross, six knockout wins, four knockout losses. Uh, this guy was knocked out on a contender series, but you know they they had that card in Australia, and they're like, hey, who do we know from Australia? Oh, that guy is Shannon Ross. They just got knocked out. We'll bring him on. He'll be the the fan favorite. And, and now they've kept him around. He, he was on that card in Australia, and, and he, he got knocked out in 59 seconds. Hold on, then, hold on. Then, then they had him fight out. again. Yes. All right, go ahead. He got knocked out twice, back to I back. I was about to mention that. Oh after, after he got knocked out in 15, 59 seconds in Australia, they're like, you know, let's give him another shot. Then he got knocked out in 17 seconds. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, this guy is getting his ass kicked again. <laughs> I like this guy. What's his nickname? <laughs> I don't know, but it should be uh, betting underdog because this, Park, this Park is, is like his minus five fifty is gonna kill this guy. This is a guy who we get on the on the show. You know what I mean for sure. Like, What's this card? Talk to. We're in Apex and we got a card full of Koreans on one side and Australians on the other side. They're all creative fighters in the Apex. <laughs> what the hell's happening? <laughs> Somebody made these guys. The Shannon Ross guy was supposed to be much better. Uh, all right, I'm just going ahead next. Walter Way about uh, Kenan Song versus Kevin uh, Jusit. Jusit, Jusit. Uh, another Australian. All right, four knockout wins. He's 9-2. and two. Uh, He has a submission win over Kiefer C- Crosby in his UFC debut in his last fight. His only losses are a split decision and... He was knocked out over from uh, Jack Della Mondelena back in 2019. I think that's everybody in Australia's got to fight that guy. Uh, Song 20 and seven, nine knockouts, eight submission wins. Hey, hey, hold on one second. I, I've been trying to stop you, but my mic for some reason cut off. Oh. Shannon Ross's nickname is the Turkish Delight. So I'm 100% in on this guy. Uh, put all your money on him. 
That's no. another three dollars for your brother. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, anyway, the Kanan uh, song. He's been knocked out four times in his career, so he had a decision win in his last fight. He had lost his previous two by knockout, and yeah, if this Juicy can get a couple of punches on him, then he'll he'll be knocked out. He just won by submission, though. Is he a stand-up guy? Juice it? Yeah. He's got four knockout wins. Okay. You're absolutely right about, uh, about the opponent, though. All right, middleweight bout next. Jong Yong Park. We know a lot about this guy. He's like the Iron Turtle or something. Anyway, yeah. he's fighting... Uh, That's why I know him. Andre Munez. <laughs> uh, Munez, four knockouts, 15 submission wins. He's been knocked out five times himself. Uh, he's lost his last two fights. He was finished in both. Park. Okay, this guy's got five knockout, six submission wins. Uh, he's been knocked out, submitted twice. Uh, he he has a... Uh, this guy's got a jaw. He's tough as nails. Has knockout power. Uh, won his last four. If he can keep from getting taken down, I think he'll knock out Munoz. This the guy... I'm going to go ahead and bring him up real quick. Uh, I believe it was him and RoboCop, and he knocked the shit out of RoboCop, uh, knocked RoboCop to the ground, and then RoboCop got up and beat the crap out of him. But RoboCop was busted up really good, bleeding all over the place. It was the fight of the night, and this guy, ever since he lost that fight, he hasn't won. Uh, he's won his last three by rear naked choke, matter of fact. If I'm not mistaken, though, this Munoz guy to me is one of the few like straight stand-up fighters from from Brazil that we currently have that just wants to strike. Uh, so if if they want to stand there, you know, Park's all good for it. So this could be a banger of a fight. Someone yeah. might go to sleep. Yeah, he just got uh, finished by Paul Craig and <laughs> Brendan Allen, <laughs> the two guys in the fucking main yeah, event yeah, yeah. a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. He's like, son of a bitch. That could have been. How the guy get up there to fight both of those? I mean, that's got that's an accomplishment to fight two guys that are on a main event back to back. Well, I was thinking about Ihor fighting fucking Shogun. I'm like that even like if someone just looked at it and they didn't know where Shogun was in his career when you fought him, they'd be like, "You fucking beat Shogun? That's great." <laughs> <laughs> like he was 48, you know. <laughs> they rolled him out in a wheelchair. All right, all right. Lightweight like belt. What'd you say? I said I like this. Next oh, one. okay. Nazareth, uh, Haparist. No, wait, hold on. You went. I got Tim Elliott. Oh, okay. We can go to that one. That's fine. Is that one? Is that one after the hack press? Yeah, uh, Tim Elliott's after this one. All right. All right. Uh, uh, Haparist versus Jamie Malarkey. Wow. Another fucking Australian dude. So <laughs> Malarkey, ten knockouts, three submission wins. He's been knocked out four times. He has won three of his last four. Uh, Nazareth, nine knockout wins. Uh, in eleven in eleven UFC fight, he's only uh knocked out one person. So anyway, I, this, this is good. And that was it's back in twenty nineteen. So I think all right. This is what I think is gonna have Malarkey. He's gonna have a grinding decision win. Uh, lots of knees against the cage, things like that. I Malarkey's like a grinder. You think Mal- Malarkey's a grinder? Yeah, and ha- ha- wait, wait, Nazareth's wait, wait. a big favorite in this fight, but I still, no. I, I think, I think Malarkey can can get the job done. I, I'm telling you, put your money on Malarkey right now. Really? All right, that's yeah. what I'm yeah, saying. Hack- Hold on, Hackprass went to decision with Landon Quinones. Went to decision. Let me say it again. Went to decision with Landon Quinones. Okay, this isn't. You know, this isn't somebody special at the light in the lightweight division. This is a guy that didn't even do well against uh, what's his face from uh, the Ultimate Fighter, Jordan Jordan Knight, no Jason Knight. Is that who he fought? I don't remember. I'm pretty Probably. sure he got tapped out really fast hmm. in, that, in that fight. Yeah, I mean he's he's not been very good in the UFC. But how do you go to decision Nasrat Hakpras, who's got these big old mitts, those heavy heavy shots? Uh, to decision with Landon. That's very strange. I, I see Jamie Malarkey getting this knockout early. They're both going to come and swing it for sure. Yeah, actually, his last six fights all were decision, win or loss. Hackbrass? Yeah. Jeez, that's why they got rid of him. Remember, they, they got rid of him, brought him back. Well, he's got a, a bunch of knockout wins, but they're just not in the UFC. So. It's tough. It's tough. 
I mean, the competition is different, man. That power might translate over whatever other organizations, but over here, you know, shit gets real. Speaking of shit getting real, uh, good luck, Anthony Smith. <laughs> well, let's get to this Tim to this Tim Elliott uh, fight next. This was this was supposed to be Allen Nascimento, but yep, someone else. And he, Tim he's Elliott out, said, and then Tim Elliott's in a spot against Sue Mud Mudergi Mudergi. All right, let me give it a shot. Yeah, go ahead, give it a shot, please. Uh, Su Mu uh, Mudare uh, Mudare Mudari Su Mudari, uh, the Tibetan eagle. Wow. All right. So yeah, this is very uh, late replacement Tim Elliott. You know, his last couple of fights, uh, he did lose to uh, arm triangle Muhammad uh, Bak- Makov Makov. He'd beat Victor Almarino. Makayev. Makayev. He'd beaten Victor Altamarino all before then. Uh, that was the decision. All right. Let's just go to what I've written down here. Uh, uh, this Sue guy, 13 knockout wins. He's 16 and 5. Uh, all five of his losses, he was submitted. So, oh, wow. So, uh, he lost a. He, he last fought. Uh, last year, July 2022, uh, it was a loss to Matt Smell. Uh, <laughs> Matt Smell? <laughs> yeah, Matt Snell. Matt Snell, whatever. The, this, I think this is a bad matchup for this guy. And Tim, I don't think Tim I've Tim ever predicted Tim Elliott to win a fight ever in my life. Well, I, I like think Tim style. Elliott can, can take this guy. So. Yeah, he's pretty tenacious, man. He's a guy willing to take a risk. He's late in his career. He's a veteran. Those mistakes that he might make, he can adjust from them. And we'll see, you know. Uh, Anthony Smith, Khalil Roundtree. Like I said, good luck, Anthony Smith. Khalil's just on another level now. It's about time he starts fighting yeah. these upper echelon guys and, and, and getting these uh, co-main events and main events. He's been uh, a beast his last four fights. Yes, Anthony Smith is on the opposite end. He should not be anywhere near the top of the card. He should not be <laughs> He should stick to, to announcing. Um, Yes, dude. Yeah. He's a decent commentator. It's not bad. I don't mind him. He's he's good on the podcast with Michael Bisming, so <laughs> he knows his shit. Uh, Song Yadong versus Chris Gutierrez, man. Song Yadong again on another level. Why is Chris yeah. Gutierrez up here? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Song Dudong. Uh, I think he's gonna end up getting a decision though, but I, I still got him winning this thing pretty yep, easily. Like he's that. won four of his last five. Tough as hell. Huh. Well, show notes, folks. Yeah. Hit it. <laughs> we banged out this week. Uh, you know, we'll be back. All right, we'll see you. Yeah.